Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Right then, it is being announced that the beleaguered movie Rust is to restart filming after it was suspended over a year ago when the cinematographer Halia Hutchin was fatally shot on set. Joining me now to discuss this and look at the firearm protocols that are in place on film sets is professional armourer Tommy Dunn, who was the weapons master on Game of Thrones. Good afternoon, Tommy. How are you today? Afternoon, Tom. Very well, thank you. Are you anything anything to the Tommy Dunns of Dublin? <laughs> no, no, not that I'm aware of. Right. Tommy, we're the Dons of the week, though. All right, yeah, talent. yeah. My my parents now had connections on that side, so we will address that another time. Oh, there time. you go. Well, yes. listen, they could be there. <laughs> we do, we do get around. Oh, we do. Um, so, just um, mentioning that movie, um, what's your reaction? You know, with the idea that it's going ahead, how do you feel about that? Um, it's it's really a double a double edged blade on that one on the sword, but. You'd be looking at and the production. Obviously, they want to try and uh, recoup their their losses and their money. Besides, unfortunately, the situation that did happen. So, I'm a little bit um, a little bit bewildered that it actually did or is going to be remade um, or carried on making, but um, but not shocked. Okay. At the time, well, it was the 21st of October 21. How did you feel? How did you hear when you heard that such a thing had happened? Well, I mean, I was working on a job in, in Saudi Arabia, in Tabuk, on Desert Warrior, and I got a phone call. My phone nearly jumped out of my my um, trouser pocket because I got calls from CNN, NBC, BBC, RTE. It never stopped, um, which at the time I didn't answer because of the situation that it was. Um, it was very, very, very much a... A situation that was 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 too young to, to yeah, talk too about raw. and too too early, way too raw. But but in the industry you're in, was there a reaction of you know how can such a thing have happened? Very much so, very much. I mean, I'm, I'm nearly next year is my thirtieth year in the film industry, um, dealing with armory uh, between sword and sandals and practical weaponry. So it was it was quite a shock. Um, was it? Can you believe it happened? Yes, you can to a certain degree, but but really a shock that it did happen. It's always a worry. It's always in the back of your mind, and you always check your weapons and you check your your ammunition and you check your inert, which are the dummy rounds, to make sure they're all safe and pre-fired, or they are. The new modern inert now, for example, is, is separately made as a safe primer. So it's, it's, it's a dead primer and also has ball bearings in them. So you hear that it's a safe round. So there's a lot being put forward regarding the safety end of it. So um, it was a bit of a shock that it happened. I would have thought they'd be discoloured um, bright yellow or, or, or something, some obvious thing that you're looking at and thinking, well, that's definitely that, an inert round. Listen, and you're right, Tom, you're right. But the problem is, like the issue is, is that you can't have a, let's say, a pink um, round a 45, but this would be a 45 round, a pink or a blue round yeah. on camera because you're trying to show what it is. You're trying to pretend that it is a live round. So it's basically the fact that it's on camera. Yes, that shot could have could have been anything because you're only ever seeing in the cylinder. You're only ever seeing the 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 bullet tip. So it could have been easily a blue um, a blue casing or anything all like that. If you're not seeing the casing, so yes, you are right in many many aspects. Right. So, but but a live round and an inert round, then are very similar to look at. Basically, they're very very similar. In other words, there's, there's about ninety nine percent you would pick up either one. 
either one. The difference between a live round and a, an inert round in the present um, area that we're at is that the inert round will have ball bearings internally. So the primer itself, in other words, the primer where the pin strikes will be uh, an inert primer. It's just a, it's a false look. And then the two ball bearings inside, you hear the shake and you rattle around. And so you, you have to rattle. That's, that's you have to physically do it. But you know what? It's your only job. So it's very easily done. Right. End of story. Yeah. Oh my God. And in 30 years doing this, 25 years doing this, have you had close shaves? Have you had moments where you thought, God, that could have gone either way? Or, or you know, has it been? Not, not, not in the aspect of that. I mean, regarding um, actorial or, or different direction given to actors while, the, while they have firearms, yes, it can be a little bit hairy or a bit close. Or you worry about the shell ejection. So you worry the shell ejection because they're very hot. That you don't you don't hit another person, actor or stunts. So you choreograph this all the way through. So you're dealing with the stunts, the choreographer, the the director, so you know exactly what's choreographed for your scene and it's rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed. So you know where your shells are ejecting, you know where the muzzle flash is, so nobody's walking across that area. And also then we do give the direction to the actor or the stunt person not to aim at that person. You know, you have to aim off. You're never, very rarely are you down the muzzle of the weapon that you have to see the weapon and uh, and the target. Right. It's, it's, it sounds like there's a few things there, doesn't it? It sounds like... There's a know, lot. There is. Um, that, that, that obviously went wrong. There's an awful lot in your armoury. I was reading, you're heading off to Morocco. You're about to head to Morocco. Uh, in your armoury, you can have... The amount of weaponry, if somebody, uh, if somebody took your, your armory, they could take over a small country. Well, well they could, yeah, technically, yeah. <laughs> That's why there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of safety and protocol with them. Obviously, there's 24-hour security. Like, I'm in, I'm in uh, Mallorca at the moment shooting Lioness, and we head to Morocco now in a week's time, and we shoot out there for about three weeks. But we have protocols here. We have everything on 24-hour security. We have security on set at all times watching over the vehicles in the vans. We have health and safety that check the weapons with myself and the first assistant. We do that first thing in the morning or when you start your, 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 your day's work. We'll go through the weapons, see what's going to be on set that day, check that they're cleared or safe, check the ammunition, that what blanks we're using, and discuss what we're going to do during the day. We'll also have health and safety briefings before we start the day and then also before we start the shootout. And I'm just watching down. You've got AK-47s, G36s, HK brands, Glocks, Berettas, and 30 or 40 of each of them. Well, yeah, easily. Wow. My <laughs> word, my word. Do, do the people on set need training uh, in handling those weapons? Always. I mean, nobody will never, will never um, give a weapon to anybody who's been untrained. So we'll train them prior to the this. So we have to train the actors. Um, we get a stunt team that comes in. We have military advisors. So we have all the training aspects done prior to the shoot. Like lately, we've had the last two weeks of training actors on a certain scene that we're going to start shooting tonight. Um, and they've been basically rehearsing all day, all week, with rubber weapons and then with practical weaponry and a little bit of gunfire as well. So they get the best of both worlds. They get the motion, what they're doing, what they have to do, how, they're, how they play safe, then they handle the real weapon. And again, that's only restricted to fire, only blanks. They use that, get proficient with the weapons, change the magazines, etc. And then we bring them on to blank firing then so they know where shells are ejecting. 
so you know where the safe aspect is. So there's a lot of training. That's a bit, it's, it's an area that's not seen behind the camera because you have to do a lot of training and a lot of stunt coordinating and a lot of health and safety and briefing with the actors and the trainers and the extras, depending on who have the weaponry. Right, I'm reading the ex-Navy SEALs and Marines with you at the moment, uh, training the actors. Yeah. Of course, now, it's not just, um, we're talking about firearms all the time, but you, you've, you've worked on Game of Thrones where all manners of weapons were used there, mostly crossbows, I'd say. Oh, a bit of everything. I mean, we've we've, we've, we've crossbows, we've, we've trebuchets, um, catapults, as well as swords, spears. You name it, we've had it on Game of Thrones. And then obviously then the world of Gladiator, Troy, Kingdom of Heaven, and all the Band of Brothers, and Zed Private Ryan, all these ones as well. So I've had a good, good genre, a good genre, and a good, um, a good scope of weaponry that I deal with. What's the most dangerous weapon, or the one that you'd be most afraid of on set? Um, it would be the likes of the crossbows and the longbows and that kind of scenario, because you are letting loose on arrows, but you're into a safe area, and we're doing the safety nets. But they're the areas that can easily go wrong regarding that. But again, there's a lot of teaching involved um, and a lot of safety aspects regarding um, the the weapons on set. Towards the firearms, I mean, the firearms, you're, you're worried about the muzzle flash um, and then you're worried about the shell ejection. And that's your two areas where you have to concentrate on which are actors regarding right. those weapons on the firearms. Uh, j- just one quick thing to ask before I let you go. I noticed that yeah. in, in your world in Europe, um, it's the armourer, it's you who's in direct control of the weapon. But in, in America, it's the, it's a prop master, is it? Um, it is, it's, but that's their system. Their system, the prop master has the has the power on the set regarding weaponry and props because they're dealt with, they're, they're looked on as props, um, which is not an issue to a certain degree as long as you have a the Arabital Armory Company or Armors have been well trained and have a history of of movies and TV shows behind them. Um, it's really down to the armor at the end of the day, and because the prop master will do his job, but the armor has to do his job also, or or, or job regarding right. what they do. So, you still it still boils down to your area of of expertise, Very no matter good. who is above you or below you. Very good. Uh, Tommy, listen, thanks very much for that fascinating world uh, that, that you, you work in uh, and thanks very much for sharing uh, a little insight into it. Thanks very much indeed. Lovely, Tom. Thank you. Lovely to meet you. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.